podcast i'm your host for this shebang <laughs> brett and joining nice. me as always it's my co-host eric tell him your name uh i'm eric i am the uh head of the dragon party groupies association nice Hopefully uh, well, I can we're going to lock you member. behind a couple gates. That's that's fine. <laughs> that's right. You can't be next to the band right now. We're going to have to put you behind the gate. I'm right. sorry. Aren't you a co-host? <laughs> yeah, but you know. <laughs> As I have this this slide titled MGG Backgrounds. Um, <laughs> but no, today it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we will be discussing hopefully all four of the brand new Baldur's Gate Commander decks uh, by new of course, we're recording this at the very tail end of July. They've been out at least a month already. Yeah, uh, no, we just we, we just them. say we recorded a while ago, and we just forgot. <laughs> yeah, to put it and out. it just got posted now. Yeah. yeah, so they've been out a while. They should be on the shelves right now. They actually been sort of, like I saw them come in, and then I saw them disappear. <laughs> so like, yeah, these are, maybe people get more ones. product, but uh, you know, these are always popular whenever they come out. So we definitely yeah. want to go talk about them. And to be honest, they're. They are fantastic ways to start your commander collection. This is oh, probably yeah. the best way, as we've mentioned almost every time they make these products. If you want to play with your friends and they're all playing commander and having fun, buy one of these. And they're so good nowadays that out of the box, these decks are great. Yep. Like I've had no problems with them coming out now, other than, you know, the, the mana bases are a little weak and. You know, it's a little upsetting because they could just print a little bit better and, and, and make those cards cheaper. But they've been doing a good job, so we'll go through all of that. But we're back at the party. Eric, what you going to be drinking for this one? Uh, I am drinking a uh, another Texas beer. It's called St. Arnold's Summer Pills. Ooh, it's pretty. It's pretty can, too. It's like it's all it, rainbow. It's I get why you say groupie. Yeah, that's, that's a groupy looking. Beer this is right a groupy looking beer. Yeah, you, you know how sometimes you just like make opinions about stuff for like no reason. <laughs> uh, I had St. Arnold's. They're they're in like a couple different like grocery stores and stuff, and I have never bought any of the beers that they've had. Oh, because as soon as you saw them, you're like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I was just like, eh, <laughs> nah, I'm good for no reason. And then I really wanted like an amber beer, and I saw that they had an amber beer. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I'll try another one of theirs. And then I there try another one. Go. Oh, this is pretty good. Which one is this that you're having? This is the uh, summer fill, summer pills. Oh, so I love pills, man. Pills is like mm -hmm. my way to go. But I'm not having one of those today. So we recently celebrated one of our friends' 30th birthday party. So it was like the first time I had bought because I had to like bring a lot of like beer right. well, i actually bought like a half case first time i've ever done that i bought a variety pack so i'll be enjoying this anchor brewing company california lager here they're from san nice. francisco yeah they had a variety pack of like a lot of them now like since it's summer and i understandably so it was like all ipas or all the hefeweizen shandies and i'm like not into those so I was, right. this was the only pack that was like it was like a lager a pilsner an amber ale and 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 an ipa and i was like great like i'll enjoy pretty much that whole pack yeah i don't want the summer shandy ones and stuff so i'm having a california lager nice yeah there we go all right uh moving on we we, ha we haven't talked magic in a while i just wanted to 
you know, we used to talk about what decks we've been building, what we're, where we've been at, what what you've been doing in your Magic career nowadays. Oh man, I have uh, taken a little bit of I hiatus from like building decks and stuff. I had fair. a bunch of like <laughs> unexpected uh, expenses come up, so you can't so, be go 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 all the time. I mean, this exactly, is... yeah. So there's been a little bit, but you know. Double Masters, it's like, oh, there's some reprints that are cheaper. And then the Commander decks yeah. come out. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go do something like this. I really want to finish the uh, the, the different token deck, the Perry the Pulverizer uh, deck. Oh, it was yes, a pre-build that had, I got. Right, you had recently bought the Commander product from New Capenna. Yeah. Product. Yeah, you bought the Bant-colored ones of that. Yeah, that was so, fun. Right, so. so you want to continue fleshing that out. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I have been totally off of Commander. I mean, we haven't played a game in forever, so I've been 100% on the modern and pioneer train. I want to like get into a store and play. So I have fully bought now. I have a uh, Rakdos Sack Pioneer deck fully nice. built out. Yep, And then I uh, have deck. nearly every single part of the Mono Black Coffers deck in modern. Look at these gorgeous... Sweet. These damnations, damnations, borderless damnations, they are the most beautiful things I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I need them. Uh, so yeah, so, so I, I've been getting the pieces together for all of those. I've been buying like pieces here and because I'm making these orders anyway. So as we're doing our reviews, I'm like, I really want to pick up, a, you know, a, like that piece. Right. So I've been buying like little commander cards that, are, that I've been putting in decks. Like I bought that, that haunted one we talked about for fame. I was like, I, mm-hmm. I just need that. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that sounds so cool. I just need that. So just little pieces here and there. Um, but yeah, I since we played last, I don't even know if I've mentioned it. Oh, no, I have. I have. I built like the new Boros deck that, that I'm hopefully going to enjoy this Boros deck. Not the one that just went into another mono black deck. Correct. Not the one that I immediately switched into a mono black deck, but one that I fully, I, I now... Hopefully, we'll enjoy this Boros deck. We'll find out. We'll find out. Well, I haven't really played a game with it yet. So, anyway, let's get into some of the Baldur's Gate ones. And, Eric, we are going to start on the best of all four decks. Ooh, the best one, eh? Because we are the Dragon Party Podcast. And this is party time! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, they made... Because they finally built a commander deck based off of the party mechanic. We thought it was going to come the first time they came to D&D. But no, it was this next time they it was came the to d the second time. They were like, yeah, oh, it was the crap, second time. we kind of missed And like, that who, who figured that they would do that within a year's time, right? Like, I thought right, like, yeah. when we first saw it, it was like, oh, we're not going to see D&D now for like another two, three years. No, they were just like, bam, D&D again. Next year. Done. So we finally have a party-themed deck of course the party mechanic if we should remind you is when uh you have four different creature types a cleric a rogue a warrior and a wizard and these abilities trigger based off of how many of those types you have and even if a creature is a changeling so it counts as all five of those types that technically is only one creature of the party they cannot represent they can represent any of the types but they only count as one of yeah. the types like a wild card creature right. type. So if, if uh, any card states you need a full party, you legit need four creatures. It could be four yep. changelings. It could be four of any type. It can't be four clerics. It has to be one of each of the types. Pretty. Mm-hmm. E- it's easier 
like when you're looking at it. <laughs> Explaining yeah, exactly. it's like, oh, that's ridiculous. It's like, no, it's just it makes sense. Just, you just need four creatures. Uh, anyway, we'll start with. Uh, oh, also, I put the the prices up for these. I just thought it'd be interesting if we start tracking it, kind of like if yeah. we continue to do these reviews about a month ahead uh, out of uh, print. This one's the the most expensive, and that's based off of basically there's two cards in this deck that are just like overwhelmingly more expensive than like anything. Yeah. Um, and so this one has the highest re- or print value at about $87. And remember, these retail right at the Target stores or wherever you buy them for about 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, I think they're now like 50. About 50 bucks, yeah. And if you go on like TCG, sometimes you can get them even cheaper because people are like just like really pushing to sell products like this. And yeah. except for maybe a deck like this, like that's where you'll really see the. It's it's price based, like they, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. Yeah, sometimes uh, people will buy like the bundles, and they'll be like, "Oh, you can buy all five of them at a cheap price, or all four yeah. of them." And then they sell, they either break down the the decks, or they sell one of them at a high price, and they're just trying to dump the rest of them. Yeah, and this one they'll probably end up selling at a higher price because this again, this has some of the highest reprints. Um, the commander is Nalia de Arnis. She is a three three human rogue for one white black and Orzhov deck. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard spells from the top of your library. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, so like we mentioned, you need all four, uh, you put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control, and those creatures gain death touch. So, a perfectly fine commander for a party themed person. Yeah. And it's, it's not, not, not going to blow you away. Just yeah, gonna not going to blow you away. And also be. it's not just the party members get this. It's like, if you have, you know, a bunch of random spirit tokens, yeah. they'll Any also get the plus, you one, have plus, one plus one, but to get that trigger to happen, you need to have the full party. Right. And it you're going to kind of want everything. And, and she herself counts as a rogue. Uh, and you're going to want, like clearly where this deck, uh, at least her as the commander, leads you to build too is like you want all these types because yep. that's that's card advantage now. Like yeah, now I'm able to cast things from the top of my library. That's that's big game. So she's good. She's fine. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Um, notable reprints. Like I, I have no other comments about her too because you look at her and she's just so vanilla. So just yeah, like, you build this party and then that then that's it. It's basically what it is. Like everything you want. Like the party mechanic is you have creatures. It says like oh you can cast creatures from the top of your deck and right. once you finally do, it's fine. And like it's it's nice that the casting spells thing isn't tied to having a full party. So you can just use it as like card advantage if you just have like. 40 creatures in your deck. So it's pretty nice. And then one other thing of all these, these, this is the way they did all these products. So what we're used to doing is that they have the commander, they have an alternate commander in the same colors, and then they print uh, another new commander of a different color. They did it a little bit different this time. So what they did is they have a head commander, then they have two new legendaries i believe or maybe it's only one no they only have one new new legendary that's only going to be of a single one of those colors and then they give you a background of the opposite color so you can use those because all of the mm-hmm. their single printings have the choose a background stapled onto it for instance for this deck the alternate commander is burakos the party leader this is three and a black for a two four legendary orc 
Uh, party leader is also a cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. So it counts as all four party types. Yep. And whenever Burakos attacks, defending player loses X life and you create X treasures where X is the number of creatures in your party. And he has choose a background, which allows you to have, if you have him in the command zone, you get to use a background. They give you the folk hero background in white. This is one in a white. Uh, commander creatures you own have whenever you cast a spell that shares a creature type with this creature, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. I mean, there's a huge argument, like, because of how vanilla she was, it's almost like this is a really interesting option. <laughs> yeah, this kind of feels like the same commander, in a sense. It's very similar. It <laughs> because is you draw, similar. you, like, draw a card or, like, pseudo card advantage. This one is, like, the folk hero. You, yep. It is nice because sometimes just drawing a card is nice because there's a land on top of your deck. <laughs> Yeah. So you just like, okay, I play Burgos, then I play like my one mana rogue, draw a card, and then I attack with Burgos, I get two treasures, and then you can use the treasures you, yep. you cast to or use you get treasures you get to cast the card you drew. So there's a yeah, kind I of a little force synergy. Four four life, four treasures for every attack is uh that's a big game. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. If a full party is there, that's pretty good. So they're they're both decent. They're both a, a, a good time. Uh, but, but again, it's just like you can only build this party. Like you have you have to build. You know, you can build yeah. some things like like your you know some of your decks are, and you can. What's nice about the Burakos is you could then go into any other color. You don't have to use white. Of of course, white is definitely the best pairing right. for party decks. So it's natural that this would be an Orzhov deck. Uh, notable reprints we'll talk about. These are cards that are all going to be worth over a dollar. Um, Mother of Runes is a great, and like also by virtue of they're worth more than a dollar. They're like, they're staples that you need. Like you really should have in your repertoire. Like every commander that might want to be running these. Mother of Runes, certainly one of them. Yeah, Mother of Runes. Excellent Classic. Uh, Classic, next- uh, any game that starts with Mother of Runes, it's like, yeah. Ah. This, this, game's, this game's going to suck for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, next up, probably one of the best commander cards ever, Skull Clamp. Skull Clamp's really good. Nuts. Uh, Selfless Spirit is a prevent a board wipe on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Two you, one flyer, yeah, prevent a board wipe on a stick. Sense. Yeah. Definitely a uh, good one to have. Zulport Cutthroat is very similar to uh, Blood Artist. Uh, these these are just guys that you're gonna you, you're gonna wind up using in a lot of your decks, so you're gonna want a guy like that. Uh, Savine's Reclamation. This was only printed in a another commander deck. This allows you to return a permanent card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So it's a Sun Titan effect for three mm-hmm. mana as a sorcery, and then you can flash it back for five. And if you do that, you'll get double the effect. Um. And then, what else I have? Uh, Grim Hireling is, like, randomly a lot of money. This was also, I think it was just printed in, like, the most recent uh, commander set, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah. So, sometimes that happens, where it's just like, why is this card so much? And then it's Yeah, like, and oh, it's, like, is... $4. And I'm like, I've never even seen this thing. So this is three and a black for a 3-2 Tiefling Rogue. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you make two treasures. And then you can put tape pay black and sacrifice X treasures. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. Activate only as a sorcery. I mean, to me, it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I it think... Wor- it's worthy of a $4 card. It's like, whoa. Yeah, the uh, 
it's pretty good. It's a pretty good effect. Is how prevalent treasures are. Just to turn your it's treasures into removal is pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good effect. Uh, they this one I think has some of the best lands printed of all the products. They give you things like Castle Lockthwain from uh, Eldraine, which is one of my favorite lands ever. It's got a it looks <laughs> like the de- the what's the name of the Empire ships? Uh, Star Destroyers. Star Destroyers. It looks it yeah. looks exactly it, it, like it, it, I literally actually... cannot unsee a Star Destroyer. Someone oh yeah, has that's, to that make is a... what a star destroyer. They they turn and it like it's floating in the cloud. Yeah, it's literally a star it's destroyer. It's like come on. I need a secret layer of this card with, a, with just a freaking star destroyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, War Room is an incredible commander card. This is like just a draw. It's the same thing as Castle Lockwain, really. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's the same card. Yeah. Um, Mutavault. One of the coolest lands of all time. Huge. One mana, make a 2-2 changeling. So good. So good. Yeah, huge reprint. Yeah, brought it down to like four bucks. I I know, and I I had bought one for like, it was like 12. Wow. I'm like looking at this and I'm like, wow, I I really want this Mutavault now. Yeah. Uh, And then... I am. They're they're. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm going to because I I definitely want some Mutavaults. They're going to play a lot. And then, Eric, the most important reprint of all time. Most important reprint. Pretty much. Masswood Nexus, baby. Oh, hell yeah. And Here it's above it a dollar, so we can Pick talk up your about party it. time decks now. It is above a dollar. Dude, it's $2. It's $2 now. Even with the reprint. So you know it was like 4 or 5 Uh, Yeah, so so decent reprints. I mean, this stuff that you're going to... And of course, I mean, their their artifact suite is like exactly what you need to see in all Orzhov decks. The Soul Ring's there, Arcane Signet's there, Orzhov Signet's there. And the talismans there. Literally mm-hmm. every card I would run in my decks is here. Yep. They're yep. like they're building these decks so perfectly now. It's almost like I, I barely would change anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so nice that they just they're like, hey, no one's really giving a crap about our four mana, you know, tap for two colorless <laughs> like our artifact things anymore. No one's playing. Yeah, like, Let's honestly, just put the, the tales place, in there. Only place I, there's like a little bit of fluff in in the creature base, especially for this deck, because it's like all creatures. It's yeah, four yeah. creatures. You know, there's stuff like the Malakir Blood Priest. I'd be like, nah, I don't. Need that. Right, and like with this kind of deck, you want to either go like, like. The graveyard, like fill your graveyard and reanimate because you can usually yeah. do that pretty efficiently. You yeah, can the do aristocrat style, which is the way I usually go with it. Is aristocrat style, yeah, yeah, for this kind of thing. Like, the there's a couple different ways you can do it. Charge them dead and and keep keep churning, keep the churn right. on. So there's yeah, there's a lot of cards that are like they're in a vacuum. They seem fine, but usually you want like I just want everything that like enters battlefield draws a card, enters battlefield like does something um, instead of like, I don't know. So some of the cards are very like, ah, oh, sure, they're fine. Yeah, right? They just kind of like throw in, you know, like every single card has one of the party taglines, which is like why they threw it in. But then you like yeah. make a double take and look at it. You're like, wait, why the hell did they Why throw is this thing in here? <laughs> like, yeah. what is this thing doing here? It doesn't make any real sense. It's just like, oh. It yeah, has tagline on it. So they like Dire it. Fleet Ravager. It's a Dire orc pirate Ravager. wizard, Death Touch Menace. When so it's got wizard on there. Yeah, exactly. It does something, but it's just like it doesn't really fit the theme of what you want. I guess I and, have no idea why that one in particular is a wizard. 
yeah, yeah. Why isn't that just an orc pirate? <laughs> Why did they deck on a wizard? <laughs> Look. <laughs> the entire fleet ravager has he, who, who's a death touch menacing pirate. He's also Look, a not, wizard. Why? He's also a wizard. Look, Brett, in D and D, not why? all multi class choices actually work out. He had a sweet <laughs> idea, and they just tagged on wizard. It's like, but I need two levels of wizard so I can get invisibility. Was <laughs> <laughs> a wizard, whatever. Yeah, I mean, other, they have other of my favorite cards. Yes, the years are worth less than a dollar, but like. Um, Mirror Entity is one of my favorite cards in Commander of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that card just, I am surprised that thing's under a dollar. Uh, I think probably because it's been reprinted. It's been reprinted a lot, yeah. Yeah, so that's got to be why, because I'll tell you what, that card's still a house. That thing will wins games. Oh, yeah. Puppeteer Click is one of my favorite cards. The Fairy Wizard uh, reanimates mm-hmm. something and gives it haste and has persist, because that so then it can come back and do it again. So there, there's some good goody goods in here. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, a terrible removal suite overall. Yeah, it's, for a black white. This is the other thing that you do. Like you, since your deck is functioning around having like four to five the creatures most creatures out, in play. Yeah, you don't like want your creatures want to be your also your removal spells. I don't know how or how many right. that actually work like that, but it's just like when you only have. When you only have yeah, like it looks like not many. It looks like they focused on the opposite end. Like people will wipe the board, and I'll uh, just try and I'll survive. I'll just keep playing. You know, yeah, which is why the selfless spirit is this kind of stuff is here. And yeah, you want more and, and the glorious protector. Yeah, they have just like a lot of effects to be like, don't kill me, <laughs> mother of runes. <laughs> you know, you know, right. the, the, I don't want to die. Um, all right, how about some new cards? Let's go over because this is where the money is for this deck in particular. Uh, and one of the, we'll start with probably the most polarizing of them. This is the most expensive. Actually, it's not. Um, but this is one that Eric wanted to mention during our set review. I tried really Brett hard. Brett wouldn't deep. let me. No. So this is the Deep Gnome Terramancer. This is a one and a white 2-2 flash gnome wizard with mold earth. Whenever one or more lands enter the battlefield under an opponent's control without being played, that's an interesting tagline. I didn't realize it said that. I guess it had to be that because it, it needs to be done by other means. Right. You may search your library for a planes card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle. Do this only once each turn. So if they ramp multiple times, you'll still only get the one ramp. But it's ramp in white, which you don't see, which is why it's worth right. immediately $20. Exactly. And it doesn't say basic planes, which is kind of they've been adding which onto this stuff. Which is the big thing. Yeah, that's my favorite big. part about the card. Yeah. So it's actually usable in Commander. Yeah. <laughs> For if you play like, oh, I'm playing like green, white, blue. Yeah. It's like okay, now I can get my triumphs. Now I can get my. Or I mean, know, just just say like I, I'd say it more like like you're playing Mardu, right? You're playing black, red, Something. white, yeah. and you have no ramp whatsoever. <laughs> and like you need that planes card to be both, you know, a godless shrine. You need it to produce black. Exactly. Yeah. And how good is people this card? ramp? I think it's pretty good. I think it's um, because like ramping, you can't control it. But like, man, in the early parts of the game, if you have this out on turn two or three, you're gonna get like four lands out of it. Probably, yeah, yeah. The, the like do once each turn does not matter. It really that, doesn't. Yeah, that did not hamper it at all. So yeah, because it's gonna happen once each like it is going to happen once each turn. Like that guy's going to ramp. The next guy's going to ramp. They're going to ramp. And you're going to yeah. be like, well, I just ramped three times <laughs> and I'm probably going to win the game now. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you can easily, and since it has Flash, like, no one's going to play around this anyway. No one's going to be like, oh, I'm not going to advance my game plan just so you don't. <laughs> They're going to be like, cool, cultivate. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Good like, spell. Oh, that stinks you have that guy, but I need to call, I need to. I'm still you. going to reach, so. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's pretty good. I think you could just play it in every deck and you'll always be happy uh, slamming that thing down. Yep. Uh, you yep. going to pay 15 for it? Nope. Me neither. <laughs> I, can live I, don't, it. Yeah, I, I can live without it. I don't need this thing. I don't know. No, I think it'll be good. But I, I think if it's stuff. like if it's like six bucks, yeah, you know what? I think it's pretty good. And like You'll it really pick it fits. up for a deck eventually. Yeah, yeah or some, something like that. Like if I want to yeah. build like a mono white deck. Yep. And it's I don't yeah, I don't think it's worth that much. But like yep. also it triggers off of like Terramorphic Expanse, Fetch Lands, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Trigger off of all those. Um, um you gotta definitely pay attention if you do, yeah. People just yeah. do that stuff casually. <laughs> you gotta pay attention uh um, if you're doing that. Cause because it is weird because when they play a fetch land, it will not trigger off that fetch land, even if it's that their second uh land or whatever. Like it doesn't it doesn't say if um Say they have a exploration or a dryad out, and they're just playing multiple lands. You will not get this trigger. Exactly. They're playing the land. So something like a fetch land comes down, it might feel like, oh, they're playing their second land. That doesn't matter. It's when they crack it, and another land enters. They did not play that land. Mm-hmm. Use yeah, you have to be fetch yeah. land abilities. Tricky. That. It's tricky. So it's weird that that's such a corner case because that'll come up in multiple ways. But overall, yeah, it's a good card. It's a good card, yeah. Uh, this one I find really interesting. I think this is a perfect card for this deck. I don't know where else you'd play it, but I still think it might be interesting elsewhere. The Stick Together. Three white white for a sorcery. Each player chooses a party from among creatures they control, then sacrifices the rest. So you can save up to four creatures, but they have to be one of the party types. And what's what nice this? about that? stick together it's a board wipe that they printed for this deck that that not just destroys all creatures it forces everyone to sacrifice which is a big difference so and it's only those specific creature types yeah those four types choose a party that's kind of interesting wording and it kind of makes you like have to blink they should have just said choose a cleric a rogue a warrior and a wizard instead of like but but they because which is funny because they literally have in the reminder text i know So they, they should have just said to do it, and then they wouldn't need a reminder. It's one of those things that they're like, no, this is a cleaner version. They're like, yeah, but no one's going yeah, <laughs> to figure you, out what this is. Now does. you have to literally remind now everyone. we have to do so it, yeah. Just, just tell everyone the four types. Yeah, uh, they, they literally should have printed it with, like, choose a cleric, a rogue, a warrior, and a wizard. Sacrifice the rest. This is kind of cool. Like, this is... It's really it, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, because you get to keep, like three to four creatures and everyone yeah, else in this deck i'm saying like in this deck is busted yeah. i'm wondering if it's good elsewhere i'm like if you have a commander with one of these types it's it's probably pretty close like a we're talking about like probably a board wipe that saves your commander and no one else's is probably good <laughs> yeah i think if you're like wizard is the most common of these types so there's yeah. a good chance that one of your Someone creatures might be a wizard but yeah if you have like a cleric deck and you might just be like, oh, instead of playing this like three mana card, I'll play this four mana because it's also a warrior and does the same thing. And then sure. you can be like, oh, now if I play, get my stick together, there's some synergies here. Yeah. So I, th- I think this is a really interesting one to look out for. That I, It's cool. I, I love when they print stuff like this. Because it's just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, I think it, this one is so unnoticed. I don't think anyone even knows this exists. 
Yeah. And like when I saw it, I was like, whoa, <laughs> dude, if that has ever played against me, I'm sacrificing my whole board, man. Like, I don't know. That's going to be legit. Mm-hmm. That's played. Uh, the multi-class Baldric is an equipment for one mana. Equip creature has lifelink if you have a cleric, death touch if you have a rogue, haste if you have a warrior, and flying if you have a wizard. What's really interesting is this works so perfect with uh, any of those cards that count as all four types, because this does not specify that you need one of each. It's just saying you control, or a changeling. Exactly. For instance, any changeling one counts, changeling. Like, literally well, has yeah. all of these. So I know Eric's already looking into this for his... <laughs> uh, yeah, my changeling deck. Because <laughs> it will literally give any creature lifelink, death touch, haste, and flying for two mana. Equipped for two, for two. Mana. Yep. And then if you have a full party, you prevent all damage that would be dealt to a equipped creature as well. Also pretty good. <laughs> also pretty good. And that's uh, Full party's a lot harder, but having like one changeling with this card, with this equipment, is like, that's easy. Yep. Yeah, and and the two mana is so easy to equip. You like, oh, I attack you with it. No one's gonna block that because it has a million things, and it could be prevent all damage. And then you just move it to something else that can block. It's like, oh, cool. Now I have a flying blocker. That's death touch. So that's a really cool card. Obviously, again, these cards are really cool, but so super specific. (laughs) But that's the best way. I feel like this is where we want them to be printing cards. Like, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's the whole point of commander. (laughs) Is <laughs> that things yeah. <laughs> only work for specific things? Um, Black Market Connections is the last one. This ended up being the most expensive card from the deck, which I'm surprised. I think it's okay, but I'm like really surprised that this is that expensive. Two and a black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, choose one or more. Create a treasure token, you lose a life. Draw a card, you lose two life. Create a 3-2 shapeshifter creature with changeling you lose three life so you can make your changeling right off the bat for three mana you get a three two but you and each one of these you're losing life Mm -hmm. uh you can draw your card you're taking two for that or you can ramp and you're losing one for that it's a good card every effect is good i don't know I, i i and it's really nice that uh you will get this um actually you won't be you won't get it your first turn. Instead of your upkeep, this is a, a pre-combat main pre, phase. Yeah, the beginning of your pre-combat main phase. So, yeah, there's no... Unless you somehow flashed it out on your upkeep, uh, you're not getting this trigger when it first comes down. Right. One thing that is just, like, a very nitpicky thing that I wish they would think about more is so, like, okay, next would... Uh, Mask would Nexus. Next would Maxis. Yeah, next uh, would Maxis. Next would Maxis is also in the deck. <laughs> And it also creates a shapeshifter with changeling, but it's a two-two instead of a three-two. And it's oh, just like, yeah. uh, why can't two-two. all shapeshifter changeling tokens just be two-twos? So I don't have to worry about like, well, oh, these are both because things. the maskwood nexus one is a blue shapeshifter. It's like, why does that have, to have a color? Black black market connections for some reason is colorless. It's colorless, yeah. It's all this stuff where it's just like it'll never matter until it does. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like that's actually important. It's you like know, do I have to buy tokens? Have protection from blue features that you know. Yeah, exactly. Some, some cards say sacrifice all colored permanents. Well, you won't have to. Oh, sacrifice now this one. Yeah, like Ugin. And, yeah, colors. those yeah. board wipes yeah. are and super popular. Those are popular. all heavily played. Yeah, in Commander, so. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, again, this card, $17 for that? Yeah, I think people are thinking it's going to be good in, like, older formats. They must be, because I look at that and I'm like, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. 
Yeah, Sorry? like it, it does. I, I, I also kind of like don't really get it because usually when this thing comes out, it's just like, oh, you're just going to select this all the time. But like, are you like drawing cards fine? But do you want to like pay three life to get a treasure and draw a card? It's being of your pre combat main phase. Like, you can only choose one, you can't choose multiple. Oh no, one or more. Oh, okay. I'm, I read this card wrong. Okay, so you can lose you three can life choose and it. get a. a card and a treasure. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would every time, of course. Do you think you just do uh, <laughs> all those two. Um, No, if I needed the changeling for any reason, otherwise the to changeling, to me, is not worth an additional three life. But if if I needed a changeling for anything, which you a lot of times you do in a deck like this. This you deck, yeah, would. you do. Yeah, you probably need that creature there. So, yeah, I'm probably losing wow, six life every turn. Doesn't that sound like a lot, though? That is a lot. <laughs> every <Yeah>. turn, dude, <laughs> that's a lot. It's like, I, sure, I drew a card, but like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. That's, so I, I just think it's all right. I don't think it's yeah. worth $17. I don't think so either. Uh, but there you go. So that's that's a, the party time deck. I mean, overall, what do, you, what do you think about this deck? I think this deck is just like an incredible deck. Like, I think you can play this out the box and you'll just have a fun time. You'll be yeah, you'll definitely have a fun time. I think... I think you're going to swap out like half these creatures. You're going to keep a lot of the yeah, and, and artifacts and sorceries. And like, you're probably going to need more card draw. Uh, you know, it's a black white deck. There's no card draw at all here besides, you know, your skull clamp and you're counting on your commander to draw. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you probably, you're not putting skull clamp in this deck unless it's, you're doing the sacrifice thing, but there's not enough cards that, it's not a card to I say, mean, like, oh, sacrifice a creature, do this. I would put Skullcrow uh, in my deck. <laughs> I actually, I'd put, of course I would. Yeah, I don't think Skull there's enough. You, even if your stuff just dies, you don't have to sacrifice it. Your stuff just dies and you draw yeah. two. Pretty good. Um, it's a pretty good card. There's, I don't think there's enough creatures that have, like, ETB effects. You know, like, stuff like Valiant, Changeling. Yeah. That's great. It's a 3-2 double strike with Changeling. Right. For presumably two or like three mana, but like that's not quite good enough for commander. Um, <laughs> you'd probably want something that's like, Oh, enter the battlefield, uh, a creature, like everybody sacrifices something or something like right. that. Oh, I didn't just realize this new card too. The calculating witch this is an interesting one Four and a and black, black. So six mana for a five, five menace zombie wizard. Whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents, that player loses one life. Wait. Oh, whenever. Oh, the the opponent that's being attacked. The opponent that's life. being attacked. Yeah, it does almost read like if they accidentally attack one of your opponents, they're going to lose a life for it. I know. No, I'm just like, is this? They're going to attack you. Yeah. Oh, it's a little, a little additional uh, damage. Damages. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It's six mana. Six mana, five, five minutes. There's like way more things. Yeah. Yeah. You'll rip that out. There's a bunch of stuff you can do uh, to fix it up. But like these kinds of things are also like, there'll be this random card in your binder. You're just like, oh, I never really play this card. And it'll be like a cleric wizard. And you're like, oh, this is perfect. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm going to throw it in this deck. Uh, but it's, it's a great deck. It's a fun deck. I think you'll do well buying this deck. I think your value will hold up buying this deck. Again, there's great cards in here. There's great lands. Probably the best print of all time out of this set is the Deep Gnome Terramancer, I think. That'll hold for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think you're doing well by buying this. So, good deck. Cool. Good deck. We'll go on, then. The Exit from Exile. This was I was the most hyped for this deck. And honestly, I'm pretty disappointed in it. 
mostly because I thought the idea the idea for the deck sounded so amazing. It was a gruel deck, so red green that uh, benefited you from casting stuff from exile. Uh, the deck in paper is worth about seventy three dollars, which is okay. Again, you're buying these for about fifty bucks, so you're you're getting your money's worth. Um, and the head of the deck is Faldorn, Dreadwolf Herald. Also, this would have been a great opportunity. They should have just got, done another werewolf. Why not? <laughs> right, yeah, they could, yeah. They could have, uh, to, to appease the werewolf crowd, because they're still, they're relentless. They're loud. I keep hearing this. I keep, I keep getting flat. Yeah, I keep getting this. Uh, this is a human druid. Three, three, yeah, we keep getting messages. Hey, Eric and Brett. <laughs> Why aren't yeah, there more the werewolf. werewolf commanders? And we keep saying, we are a tiny, tiny podcast. <laughs> what do you think we can do? They're like, it's your fault. You are responsible. We personally. are to blame for the werewolf shortage. And we're like, commanders. well, Wizards did ask us. And we said, never do it again. We're just we're, we're responsible. So Feldor and Dreadwolf Herald is a human druid 3-3 for one red-green. Whenever you cast a spell from exile, or a land enters the battlefield under control from exile, you create a 2-2 Green Wolf creature token. One and tap, discard a card, exile a top card of your library, you may pay this turn. So it's giving you like an alternative way <laughs> for an yeah. additional little cost to summon a 2-2 Green Wolf by like, first, exile the card, and then yep. play it, and you'll get a 2-2 Wolf out of it for that. So That's just cool. saying, it still follows all the, I think it still follows all the timing restrictions of cards. It's just saying like you have the option Normally, you can't cast things from Okay, so you're, right, what you're saying is, like, you, even though it does not state you can only do this anytime you can play a sorcery, the you playing the card this turn will follow the time. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, you can't exile think, land yeah. and then play it on an opponent's turn, or you can't exile... I well, pretty sure you, Okay, right, because it says you may play it this turn. Uh, right, yeah. So you're saying, like, don't play lands, you won't be able to play them, because you're not able right. to play Right, and I, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Uh, feel free to tell me that I'm wrong. You might be wrong. Considering it's it's at random, right? Because you're discarding any card. It's not like, I discarded my land, I play the land. It's you, You're flipping over the top card of your library. So it's got to be something that... It, it, I, you might be able to put the land in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, usually, these those kinds of things I guess are you like don't, yeah. There's got there's got to like, be a hey. rule in Magic that's like that you don't have land drops during other people's turns, but there might be a rule that says you do. It's just not usual, and like there's never an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. Playing lands generally don't use the stack, right? So can you do that whenever you want to? Like during <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we got to look up the Faldorn rules. Play another land during not your turn. Look at that. Typing it in. Go gatherer. They usually know. They have to follow all timing rules. So you can only play lands this way during your main phase while the stack is empty and only if you haven't played. Okay. So you can't. Okay. Solve. Then we clear that up. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's what he does. It's kind of. Uh, you know, it's that chaotic randomness that you you want from a half red commander, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's very good, but it's there. It's there. You got uh, stuff. Yeah. So notable reprints. You got uh, 
Lelia, the Blade Reforged, was uh, one of, a commander I built for a while. Uh, she was fun, but it's mono red, so it wasn't good. Uh, Xenagos the Reveler, uh, really uh, good planeswalker, especially for commander, because it zeroes to just make a tasty token, and mm-hmm. then pluses to make a butt-toed of mana. Yes, tons so, of mana. Yeah, so really good commander card. Nature's Lore, three visits, Kadama's Reach, all ramp cards, all printed. Uh, the highest value in the deck is from Jessica's Will. Incredible commander card. Oh, yeah. You have your commander out. It adds a butt ton of mana. Exile's top three cards, and you can play them all. Yep. Yeah. Super good. <laughs> just, it's just like, hey, Incredible what card. do you want to commander? Draw more cards and Draw add more mana. And like, add all the mana well. and play more cards. There you go. Jess's Will is the card that does it. And there you go. It's in the deck. Good. They need to reprint that a million more times. Mm-hmm. Um, Return of the Wild Speaker is one of my favorite cards. That's a That's a big draw spell or I love that it's a big draw spell or it's a finisher. It yep. could pump your instant speed draw away. card draw too. Yep, instant speed in green, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh passionate archaeologist is the background that we'll go over when we get to the commander, but that's worth 3 bucks already. Uh stolen strategy, which is a fun ass commander card. This is at the beginning of your upkeep, you're going to exile the top card of every other opponent. And then you can cast those cards. <laughs> so you steal yep. their strategy. You steal their decks. And of course, that's going to trigger your commanders. So it like, works perfect in the deck like this. Um, and then Urabrask the Hidden. They, they printed a Praetor in there. Of course, he is now worth that mythic from so long ago is only worth like a buck. <laughs> this is how many times right, printed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Uh, let's go into the alternate commander for this. We mentioned the... Uh, background already which is the passionate archaeologist this is one and a red uh commander creatures you own have when the, you cast a spell from exile this uh this creature deals damage equal to that spells man valid target opponent works perfectly in a deck like this yeah, it sounds exactly. like, a deck like this so that's great uh the one they created is a mono green durnin of the yawning portal three and a green for a three three human warrior Whenever Durnin attacks, look at the top four cards of your library. You may exile a creature card from among them, put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. For as long as that card remains exiled, you may cast it. That spell has Undaunted. That's pretty good. Undaunted is, I believe, for each of your opponents, it costs one less. Yes, so it's way better in the early game, which is when you want it to be the best, because that's when you have the most opponents. Uh, I kind of wish one kind of non-bow a little bit is this card's also only a 3-3 and requires attacking. So yeah. it's just like oh, <laughs> if everyone else has like a 3-3 or 4-4 four, four out, you'd be like, well, can't. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, this guy really needs that attack trigger. It, it, it's just so upsetting that it's an attack trigger, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, on such a small like, part. Luckily, it's just know. an attack trigger and not a combat damage trigger. Right. make it even worse. Yeah. So the you can cast it even if Durnin dies. Yes, afterwards. which is the way it's worded, so which like, is good. At least you can just attack into it. It'll be fine and and right. good to go. It's but it's but, upsetting uh, because like you need him to survive for the passionate archaeologist to have any. Yeah, I, I wish this thing had just had like menace or something, so that way someone something can't be like a little harder. Oh, I play my three four. It's like well, all right, never mind. I can't. My deck is screwed. <laughs> is my deck pointless. is now bad. Yeah, and that's kind of the the fault there. Is that yeah. card's bad because of that, and I think it is bad, even though it's cool. It's cool. Anyway, 
So far, this deck has been real stinky to me. Uh, let's move on, though. There are some really, really cool new cards. My yeah. favorite one of them is this first one. Green Slime. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I don't know. It's just, it sounds just like a... Yeah, it's, it's, the green name vanilla is literally name. just Green Slime. It's Green Slime. It's like... Green Slime. Okay. <laughs> yep, Green Slime. Two and a green for a 2-2 two, two Flash Ooze. Whenever Green Slime enters the battlefield, counter target activated or triggered ability from an artifact or enchantment source. If a permanent ability is countered this way, which like any artifact or enchantment, it's probably going to be a permanent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why they tacked that on there. Uh, it, it destroyed that permanent. So it's it's like a destroy counter if the ability and destroy uh, the artifact or enchantment. It also has foretell for a green. So you can foretell it yeah. to exile and then cast it for one mana from exile. So it was perfect. Have a one mana. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, someone plays, oh, my sweet artifact. Like, oh, when it enters the battlefield, I get to draw a card. It's like, no, you don't, and it's dead. Yeah, uh, this card's I love sweet. this card. This card's amazing. Super flavorful because oozes are known for their speed. <laughs> They're known for speed. So known for flash. speed. Very, it, of course it has flash. They are, you know... At least eating artifacts and enchantments. That, that, that that's part definitely. Does make sense. And like, it needed flash. to have it had, flash. It had otherwise, to have flash. <laughs> it, it literally can't work. <laughs> <laughs> it had to have flash. How is it going to uh, counter an activated or triggered no, ability? The only thing it could do is if you cast it and then somebody else. Yeah, it. Because, oh, yeah, it wouldn't even. Tri- I was trying to think of a way if it didn't have it flash, how you could do it. <laughs> yeah. I think it, this would this would have been better if it had morph. Oh, so you flip it up. Okay. Yeah, you flip it that up. That makes so a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but they didn't mm-hmm. want to deal with morph. Well, uh, yeah, and also they needed to make it work with their exile theme. I think they did a good job. Exactly. All things all things uh, told. Yeah, Green Slime, my favorite card in the deck sweet. by far. Yeah. Uh, Venture Forth. Uh, so they, they made in uh, Strixhaven's uh, Commander products a, a whole suite of suspend cards. They didn't make a green one back then, so this is they now they made a, a green card that does this, where it's got suspend three for one and a green, or you can cast it for three and a green. You exile a top uh, cards from the top of your library until you exile a land. You put that card onto the battlefield, and the rest are on the bottom in a random order, and then you exile venture four for three time counters on it. So every three turns, you're gonna ramp. Yeah, this is so sweet with the theme because. Awesome. You get the cast trigger from Venture Forth. Yep. And then you get the um the and then you get the land from Exile. Yep. So you're gonna get two, so sweet. two two wolves from Faldorn. Yeah. This is awesome. It's really cool. It's a really cool card too. It could work in a bunch of different decks. Yeah. Uh just just the fact that because you you know, every three turns, it, it, it comes up. It comes up. And like to get a free spell essentially works in a lot of decks it works really well in a lot of decks yeah and there's so let's say turn two you suspend it you suspend it probably really good turn five you get it then turn eight so you're gonna get two lands out of this per game uh and it and it comes in untapped yep untapped yeah this does not come in tapped so i think it's not a not a guaranteed basic land so you could yes, get like that's a true. sweet Arch of Nebraska or that's something. That's the other big thing, right? It's any land. 
yeah, I think this card's super sweet and probably worth more than fifty cents. Uh, I'd probably pick up a copy and uh, and hold on to it. Yeah, I could see this being like one of the surprises, being like, yeah, it's sure, like, hey, I don't have enough money to spend on buying uh, Kadama's Reaches for all my decks. I'm just gonna have a Venture Forth, and it's venture just gonna work. I think people are gonna work. Yeah, figure out like, oh, Venture Forth has been sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's been really good. The the lands come in untapped exactly like I want them to. Like, wow, this feels sweet. Uh, Journey to the Lost City. God, okay, I have to read this card finally. I, like, dreaded trying to read this when I first looked at it. So three and green <laughs> enchantment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top four cards of your library. Then you roll a d20. Uh, if your result is one through nine, you may put a land card from among them onto the battlefields. If you rolled a 10 through 19, you make a 2-2 wolf creature token. Then you put a 1-1 counter on it for each creature card among the cards revealed. And if you rolled a 20, you put all permanent cards exiled with Journey to the Lost City onto the battlefield and then sacrifice it. Yeah, so you get this at the beginning of your upkeep. You do this every yes. turn. This feels like a sorcery. I, I, I think I saw this and I just registered yeah, it. Yeah, but like sorcery. it builds, but it builds yeah, the exile yeah. zone. To, yeah. Wow. This is uh, it's, cool. this is super weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I honestly have no idea if this is good or not. I is think th it's bad because the, the way I think, I it, the one through nine can probably. easily miss. I mean, top four cards looking for a land is not a guarantee. You can miss a, a good significant portion of the time, which would be so frustrating to like, Reveal top four. There's five creatures. This is going to be amazing. Or four creatures. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to get 10 through 19 and get a 6-6 a six, six or whatever it is. Um, yeah. No, I, and, no, yeah, and you're you right. And nothing the, instead, and you're like, this is, wow. This is bad because, because of that <laughs> exact scenario. Because, yeah, like, when you reveal the thing, there's only, like, one good. <laughs> yeah, like, there's one thing that could happen that's good. And if, and you, if, you, if you exile, like... You can literally, like, exile You get four. nothing, yeah. <laughs> It should just be cast all the cards or play all the cards. Because, yeah, you could get, like, oh, like, two ram spells, an artifact, and a land. And it's, like, cool, natural toy. I got the land, land that I was going to get anyway. Yeah. Got, and you okay, spent four mana last turn. Doing and then you sacrifice. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it's gone. It's, like, and it's, it's not going to January. Yeah, like, and if you get, like, a, a ram spell and three lands, and you roll 10 or 19, you're just like, okay, I get a 2-2, two -two, I guess. Yeah, I would just, I just wouldn't bother with this card. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, bad. One that I missed before, an artifact, Seravox Cer Tome. Four mana, when you when Seravox Tome enters the battlefield, you get the initiative. Uh, you can tap to add colorless. If you have the initiative, however, it's a soul ring. You add, to tap. You add two mana. And then three tap, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Activate only if you've completed a dungeon. I think if you completed, good. yeah, if you completed a dungeon, this card's like this card's nuts, right? Pretty yeah, that sweet. Three, that three and tap, yeah. yeah. And at least it's just a mana rock sitting there, you know. Exactly. And, and a, right. a, a four mana to tap to add two. Uh, is really uh, yeah, and it comes into play on tap. That's yeah. That's not you're not embarrassed for playing that. No. You get the initiative, so you get. Has, yeah, you can actually start uh, working on completing the dungeon. You don't. You don't have to have any other synergies at all to complete a dungeon with initiative out. We know that because you just have to keep attacking the guy and keep taking the initiative. Right. Yeah, and then you could like and initiative take the initiative on your up. So you'll you'll probably. This is what I was mentioning with that initiative thing. 
Like, you're gonna complete a freaking dungeon if you Eventually. Uh, take the initiative. But, but this is weird to me, because then the initiative does count as completing a dungeon. So those it dungeon does, decks yeah. do get a bonus just by initiative being around. Yeah, I, I, but you can't, you can't use, uh, oh, venture in the dungeon to complete your initiative dungeon. To complete your initiative dungeon, but, like, if cards trigger off of, if you complete, hey, you complete dungeon, a dungeon, do this, yeah. Yep. So those cards do get a bonus. Yeah, I'm definitely putting this in my dungeon know. deck. Yeah, I think this card's really good, I, yeah. actually. Uh, I think, uh, Seven mana good. for that effect for the first time is, like, pre- pretty decent. And then... Yeah, they just have like a hey three mana. I I almost don't even think of it like that, right? Like I'm just like, yeah, it's a mana rock, mana rock, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, now it's three mana, and I can cast anything from the top of my deck. Yeah, this is this is gonna have the side effect where you're like three stages away from completing a dungeon, but with no creatures out, and people are still gonna attack you because they're like, well, look at this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, might it's like guys, it's three turn cycles. I'm at five. You're like, well. overvaluing onboard stuff that will never happen. Yeah. And then uh, the lands are... They're, they're decent here, actually. Now that I'm looking through it, like, I, everything's worth less than a dollar, so I thought, like, ah, it's crap. But honestly, they give you, they give you the Cinder Glade in there, or Gruel yeah. Turf is in there. Kessage Myri- Wolf Run, we know. Yeah, is Myriad Bowl. Landscape, Kessage Wolf Moss Run. Warp Bridge is what, probably one of the easiest uh, hideaway lands to trigger oh, yeah. ever. Uh, you just need mana cost of creatures to meet or power total 10 or greater, which is yeah. just so easy to reach Yeah, <laughs> in any format. Your commander's a three, three and makes two twos. Like it's nothing. So like yeah. you're going to have, you're going <laughs> to yeah. have, you're going to have 10 power. Like in a what turn. you play green. All right, you're fine. Yeah. You're going to have 10 power like next turn. So, you know, the lands are fine. Uh, what do you think about the deck overall? Uh, I think this deck, it's kind of funny because it has some like sweet cards in it. So oh, yeah, we should talk I, about some of, like, our, um... You know, like... Some other, uh, of our other favorites that maybe aren't worth over a dollar, but, like, our staples. Like, Atali is in Atali every Atali is which pretty is good. But it's always good. Sweet Where, Gum Recluse is one of my favorites. It's the yeah, Sweet Gum Recluse. Yeah, and I, I love the, um... It's the one that makes bees. I was just looking at it. Uh... Hive Queen something? What? Hornet Queen. Hornet Queen's oh, Hornet pretty Queen's sweet. In here? Okay, Hornet Queen's always a good time. Uh, uh, Mana Gorger Hydra is what is a commander staple. That yep, Sakura Tribe Elder. Any of those? Oh, Sakura Tribe Elder is a good staple. Yeah, if you're into uh, standard uh, or not standard, but if you're into older formats, Bone Crusher Giant. Even though it's like seventy-five cents now, but whatever. Also, like no board wipes at all in this deck, though. They give you a Zuri's Predation. And expect yeah. you to like survive with that. Like you're, you don't have flying. That's like, like that. You have reach creatures. You have reach creatures. <laughs> you're yeah, you're counting a lot on that. Yeah, th- this, this deck I don't think is good out of the box because like I, that's what you, I was saying. Like, I feel like you would you're gonna lose to all three of the other decks. Yeah, like at a table. this is really relying on the ramp coming from exile because there's a bunch of stuff like from that, but there's yeah. none of the like card draw stuff you, like you know the the there was that one the uncommon that i liked that's like oh exile top two cards at library you can play this turn oh i missed another stuff. new card that i think is really sweet nalfeshni five and a red for a nalfeshni <laughs> nalfeshni five and a red for a four six flying beast demon 
Whenever yep. you cast a spell from exile, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. If it's a permanent spell, the copy gains haste. And at the beginning of the end step, you have to sacrifice it. But you get an additional one that just has haste now. That's really good. It's real interesting that it's a permanent. So, like, y- y- your enchantments will have haste. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> if you cast an enchantment from exile. Well, now this enchantment, Eric, has haste. It has haste, so I can attack you with it. <laughs> and you have any way to do that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but still, really cool card. But yeah, it's, uh, it's stuff like this. Like, if you want this in your deck, then, like, you don't really you want stuff that like you want creatures that you can cast from exile you want like the green slime foretell stuff you want um permanence so when you cast these spells from exile it's just like cool but now you just spent six mana on a four six flying essentially vanilla creature so yeah this one at least four six flying that's a good blocker like you don't mind having that just sitting there if you were to give that for to me for free, I wouldn't immediately throw that away. <laughs> <laughs> the art is a little ridiculous on it, though. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we'll go on to the Draconic Descent. This one has the unfortunate tagline of being worth the least amount of money of all four of the Commander decks. Nice. This is an Is It deck. It's worth $70 in paper, which is, at least it's something. It's something. And, and, yeah, like, it's, the reason it's worth so little compared to the others is it has nothing worth more than, like, $4. Yeah, I just looked, I'm on uh, MTG Goldfish, and yeah, $4 I think is the most expensive card. There you go. Yeah, there's just, like, nothing here worth money. And honestly, the deck looks really bad overall as it stands, too. Mm-hmm. Everything is just, costs way too much. Because uh, they, they did this off of, uh, is it dragons? So, and this is a goad theme. So this is Fur Furkrag, Cunning Instigator, is a three blue-red, three-three legendary dragon with flying and haste. Whenever one or more dragons you control attack an opponent, goad target creature that player controls. Whenever a creature deals damage to one of your opponents, if that creature had, had, to, had to attack this turn, it says... Uh, you put a 1-1 counter on Furcrag Cunning Instigator, and you draw a card. So the point of it is to goad your opponent's stuff to make your Furcrag bigger and draw you stuff, and then you swing in with your big old dragons, which then further makes people attack other people. Yeah, so there is definitely a cool deck built around there this. There is. I, it's not this deck. Though. It's probably not this deck. <laughs> the one as is. <laughs> it just kind of seems like they fun. threw stuff at this deck to see what sticks. They, They're like... They, I don't know what to do they want go to work so bad. They really do. And, and every time they print it, it's Magic bad. community's like, no. <laughs> bad. Get out of here. And they're like, can no. Goad come to the party? It's like, no. no. Fuck you. <laughs> Leave your beer and go. I gotta say, every time I've played Goad, it's been not good. Not great. <laughs> Has, hasn't been good? It's never been good. I, I've tried it a lot. I play like a Bloodthirsty Blade in a lot of decks, and it sometimes keeps me alive. The problem is, it just like kills your opponents faster, and then who do they turn to? And they're like, like ah, crap. <laughs> and that's how Goad works every time I try it. I don't. I guess other people are having different experiences, but it's just like, wow. The guy that was scary killed everyone. Surprising. Well, I'm next. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't it, do anything to stop him. And now my opponents, who were my allies, kind of, are dead. So Now they're dead, yeah. But this deck does have, like, 
sweet singles. It's got some sweet stuff. Let's go yeah. over some notable reprints. Uh, for instance, Niv Perun shows up. Oh yeah, that, that card always like that card's uh, when that gets into play, that thing dumps everything. It just dumps on people because <laughs> I, it's like oh, I played Niv. Everyone's like, look at the card, like oh, I can. Ah, crap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna draw, and then when you draw, you're gonna do damage, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just absurd. Uh, Dracuseth, another big old dragon. Big old dragon. Just, just kind of clears the boards. Chaos Warp is a staple. You're going to need that. You're, if you play any kind, sort of commander, you're going to need oh, yeah. uh, Chaos Warp. Spectacular Showdown. I was surprised to see this one worth over a dollar. This is just like a... Oh, this is not what I thought it was. This is a new card. Never mind. I was thinking some other something else Showdown. But we'll talk about this when we talk about new cards. We'll see if it's any good when we get there. Blasphemous Act. This is a card they need to keep reprinting because it's... Uh, yep. It's in every single deck and needs to be. Uh, their castle Vantress is worth over a dollar. This is it. so their their land base has some uh, big land prints. Uh, which Reliquary is, uh, Tower. Reliquary Tower is worth like almost four. It's the and second most expensive generator. card. Yeah, uh, and that's it. That's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of propaganda. Uh, oh, propaganda. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a and then Curse of Opulence is one. I play a lot of in in my mono red slash red black decks. Yeah, it's it's good in mono red. Yeah, yeah, it's really good yeah. in mono red. Uh, but it never does as much as you want it to. At least for me, I've never had it produce me more than like literally two gold. Exactly, it is one of those things that's like, if this was like two mana, you'd be like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. But since yeah. it's just one, you're like, it's I, one I have, mana. I have a yeah. loose this is why it's loose mountain it. somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, uh, let's go over their alternate commander is the Bayloth Bay. It's Bay. Bay, yeah. Uh, Bayloth Baritol Entertainer. Four and a red for a 2-5 elf shaman. Creatures your opponents control with power less than Bayloth's power are goaded. I love that. It just states that. It's, it's just yeah. <laughs> You're all goaded now. <laughs> I don't have to attack. I don't have to do shit. If your power is less than Bayloth, which of course when he just gets there... To the party, it's literally anything that's one. Any right. power ones or less are goaded. Whenever a goaded attacking or blocking creature dies, you make a treasure. Also great, because everything's goaded. That's less than... It's bad. So, like, with this card, you instantly look at it, you're just like, the first thing to do, make its power bigger! Right. <laughs> that's, like, the first goal. And I think as long as you do that, this actually might be a good card. Yeah, I like that you can kind of manipulate it. So when somebody is like, oh, like, maybe you're doing this with equipment or something. And then you'd be like, oh, someone plays a 4-4. It normally would have been goaded. Now it's one-on-one. You're like, I'm going to unequip this. And now it doesn't have to attack me. They probably will anyway, though, if you do that. They will. because Goading just doesn't matter to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) they, they, They paired it with such an interesting background, though. They paired it with the Clan Crafter. One in a blue... Commander creatures you own have two sacrifice and artifacts. Oh, actually, this makes sense now. Yeah, put a 1-1 counter on this creature and draw a card. Mm-hmm. So it's giving you a way to build your Bayloth bigger. Right. Uh, if, if things the die, they're going to give you the treasures. Right, okay, never mind. It makes a perfect sense. <laughs> I changed my mind. It makes perfect it's sense. Right. I get why they, why they mimped. This uh, treasure just is like, a clue. Yeah, in this deck, like, you wouldn't want to build that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah, didn't build yeah, exactly. this deck with that combo in mind, so it'd be, like, really weird and hard to, to make good. Uh, some of the new cards, they're all really weird because they're all goat-themed. So, the Bothersome Quasit. Two and a red for a 3-2 Menace Demon. 
Goaded creatures your opponents control can't block. This thing's insane with uh, your commander and with... Because uh, your commander will goad them as soon as it attacks. Yeah. So <laughs> it yeah, will not like, be able to block. So this card's incredible block. in this deck. Um, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, goad target creature and opponent controls. So this is really good. Yeah, and like... The, it gives the, you an additional way to make things not be able to block. The thing that sucks among many things about goad, is like, I goad your creature, ha, and it's like, okay, I'll just block and it dies. Yeah, I'll block, it dies. Cool, nothing happened. You're like, ah, crap. (laughs) I was like, oh, you can't. Yeah, this reminds me of like going back to that card, the Life of the Party card. Do you remember that one? It was like, it like creates a token, but we were like, but then they could all just block. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let me look it up, because it was a really cool card. Ah. Is that the one that we were like, oh, this is so cool? Or that we're just like, oh, wait, no. Life of the Party. This is three and a red for an elemental with first strike, trample, and haste. It's a zero one. When Life of the Party attacks, it gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is the number of creatures you control. When Life of the Party enters the battlefield, if it's not a token, each opponent creates a token that's a copy of it. The tokens are goaded for the rest of the game. Ah, uh, yeah. So that card with this card would be perfect together be really good yeah because then none of them can block they're all goaded they have to keep swinging they're huge first strike trample hasters and this still works when it's one-on-one it still is like hey at least now they can't block that's the best part about this card right is that yeah i can goad your stuff and now but i'm unblockable so we're just like we're just slow yeah and your deck is built around yeah yeah. so i really like this card, and this card comes with menace too so like you know this thing ain't getting blocked (laughs) it's not gonna get blocked so I love this card, Bothersome Quasit. Oh, good, good on you, Bothersome Quasit. <laughs> good for you. Uh, the Death Kiss is the next one. It's a Beholder for five and a red, five five. When a creature an opponent controls attacks one of your opponents, double its power until end of turn. It also has XX Red Monstrosity X. When Death Kiss becomes monstrous, goad up to X target creatures your opponents control. So, and this Monstrosity also besides that goad uh, X creatures, you'll also get that many 1-1 counters onto Death Kiss, and it becomes monstrous, so you won't be able to repay its monstrosity Yeah, you can't do it again. It will be monstrous already. Cool card. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, whatever. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Up- well, actually, it's not bad up front, because it's giving you all of your opponents double power for their attacks against opponents. Yeah, That's only bad. against opponents, so it kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Cool. And it's it's not your. It's it is weird that it's not your creatures. That's a good thing because it'd probably be too strong. But it's only when an opponent controls. No, whatever a creature. Oh, an opponent controls. Sorry, I thought. Yeah, I, I read it how creature, I wanted an it to opponent be. controls attacks. One of your opponents. So it doesn't. It's not when their opponent attacks you. It's only when your opponent. Yeah, attacks again, opponent. this this doesn't work when it's one on one, or it works the way you want it to when it's one on one. Well, one on one, it has no text. Yeah, it, but it doesn't force them to run into you. <laughs> so. Right. One-on-one, it has no text yeah. besides, like, make it monstrous and goats and... Well, actually, make it monstrous. <laughs> right. I guess I guess maybe the goat is okay in the scenario where, like, you need something to attack and then you can kill it. Yeah, you that, goat early that on. Never, that it big never happens that way. Because yeah. Commander is a game where we're like, well, I'll just tap it down with this effect. 
I can tap my creatures. Like, I, I sacrifice all my creatures to deal you 15 damage, and I make 20, 20 charges. <laughs> yeah, like, or like, oh, okay. you know, I just like, well, this this ability needs me to tap a creature. Well, I'll tap this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psychotic Rift. Overloaded. Like, okay, never mind. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, Astral Dragon. Uh, this is one of the most expensive cards in the deck that's new. Six blue blue for a 4-4 four, four flying dragon. It better do something ridiculous. Project image. When Astral Dragon enters the battlefield, create two tokens that are copies of tar- target non-creature permanent, except they're 3-3 three, three dragon creatures in addition to their other types and they have flying. I feel like there has to be an infinite combo. <laughs> oh, there, there definitely is. Yeah, because you're doing two non-creature things, because then you can just, like... Yeah, there's got to be stuff like... Cloudstone Curio probably works somehow. Uh, <laughs> they have to target the same thing. Right, so they both become copies of Cloudstone Curio, and then they're creatures now entering the battlefield, so you can pounce the dragon. Yeah, but you don't have infinite mana. I know, but well, yeah, there's, there's definitely mana. ways to do it. But um, I'm saying, like, Astro Dragon comes down. I bet there's a way to. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised this isn't more expensive because of that. Right. Also, <laughs> just like, man, I don't know. Like, if without easy. that in mind, without that in mind, how good is it? If if like, if you didn't really necessarily plan for it. in a deck, let's say in a deck like this, because I'm looking around at a deck like this, and there's nothing that I'm like. Whoa, that'd be sweet. No, none of those cards. None of nothing in the enchantment or artifacts. Am I like? Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, but all these. You know what the best the best thing to pair this with would be is planeswalkers. No, wait, that don't work because then it doesn't say they're non legendary. Yeah, so they would just die. I mean, like, um, shoot, what what the heck am I thinking of? The the six mana artifact Actually, that like. Uh, all your creatures get plus one plus one and you choose a color and your mana like essentially doubles for that color what's the so if you made three of those oh the the are you talking about the elemental no it's 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 a very extremely popular artifact that i don't know why i can't remember to save my life sorry was it too i wasn't listening uh basically you choose a color and like all your lands that Tap for additional mana of that color and Gauntlet of Power or Yeah, it's a basically Gauntlet of Power. But yeah, so Gauntlet of Power or whatever. The bigger one, the the one that I play, Cage Sun. Cage Sun, that's what it's called. Yeah. Cage Sun. I don't know. Cage Sun, it's just like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. You like you you don't play this card in this deck because no, this they're deck, not giving like, you good I don't know what it giving does. You good cards. But like in this deck, you're you're gonna make other creatures. The creatures are your best cards. You can't make like, creatures. Oh, it has to be non-creature. Yeah, target target non-creature. Yeah, yeah, right. In this deck, then looking at it, it's like, what the hell do you make them? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, but I I think that's a fault of the deck, the, it deck. being a you know whatever deck. Like, there's some crazy ass enchantments and artifacts out there. You can just be like, right. cool, right. I have three of them now, and now they all they're also dragons. True, I do. Yeah. Want there's to also eight mana games. is a lot of mana though. That's a uh, lot of mana, but yeah. you do get. Uh, four four and two three threes, fine. So yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, it's it's good. I'm sure it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll win games, so. and we just don't know how. Our brains cannot handle it. In like the moment we saw the card, look, it's been a long <laughs> day. <possibilities>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a fun one. They because of all the classes that they made, they printed the artificer class in this deck. <laughs> this is fun. So the class cards do the level up ability. Uh, this is two mana for an enchantment class. 
The first artifact spell you cast each turn costs one less to cast. Pretty on the nose. You level it to level two for two mana, one in a blue. When it becomes level two, reveal the cards to the top of your library until you reveal an artifact. Put that card in your hand and put the bottom rest on the bottom in any order. So it draws you an artifact that you can then cast. So that's really sweet. And then five and a blue for the last step, level three. At the beginning of your end step, create a token that's a copy of target artifact you control. That's an amazing ability. And for six mana, it's not that. That's not. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, paying um, like in the the uh, first artifact each turn for two mana, that's fine. So you're yeah, paying it, it's ten mana, but that but that. and remember, once it's level two and level three, you still get that that I effect is static. Stuff. Yeah, that yeah. just always sits there. Which yeah, it's not it's fine. I think it's, it's fine. Just, yeah, this is fine. But like it like yeah, the level two is just automatic artifact. You can just get your artifact. Yep, you draw a card at level two. The six mana ability though is insane. It's pretty good. That, yeah. once, once it's sitting out with that, that thing is just cooking. It's, it's nice that's that it's just, also at the beginning of your end step too. That's so you, at least you get a, one. a cage stun every turn. I mean, that thing, that's <laughs> going to be absurd. Yeah, shit gets shit gets real when you're Maybe making it. one every turn. Yeah. Uh, uh, loot dispute is my last one. Three and a red for an enchantment. When loot dispute enters the battlefield, you get the initiative and you make a treasure. Whenever you attack, the player who has the initiative create a treasure. So you don't have to hit them or gain the initiative. Uh, it's just whenever you attack the one who has the initiative, you get a treasure. So I like that. And then they have Loud Ruckus. Whenever you complete a dungeon, you make a 5-5 dragon creature token with flying. If you have no other dungeon stuff, obviously this like might happen once. Yeah, you might get a 5-5. But you're also getting treasures along the way. Here and there, I don't know. It's just okay. It's a good. Card. Yeah, you take it. You get a treasure, and then you basically get if you can manufacture creatures that you don't care about dying. It's like kind of you can kind of read this as like, oh, sacrifice a creature to get a treasure once per turn. Yeah, it's okay. It's basically mana it's rock, but then, you just uh, like it for the name. Yeah. So what else? The one thing I think they did really well in a deck like this again is it they're relying on mana rocks and they did a, they have a perfect mana rock suite again they have the soul ring the wayfarer's bubble arcane signet felwar stone is it signet mindstone talisman dragon's horde midnight clock and a hedron archive it's like everything right, yeah. you'd play in this deck every like you need yeah. all eleven of the artifacts they printed you oh no you don't need the bloodthirsty blade but I guess you do for a goad deck for the goad deck yeah it, it, they they just kind of like stop messing around they're just like we're just gonna yeah, give you the good i stuff. love that they're, they're so like nice. well but they, they they still don't for the land suite but it's fine when they give you lit like the artifacts are way more important for commander yeah, yeah. than the mana base and i think they realize that they're like well we don't have to print all the expensive things in the mana base those are like right. know, people don't need that they we can give them the temple of epiphanies that just scry you one and that's good in commander like that's a good exactly land it's still commander. like you're not you're like, oh man, like if you're buying these just playing, like or just starting out, you don't really care about having like a great mana base. You're not gonna like nope. every magic player goes through the phase is like, why would I ever spend ten dollars for a steam vest? <laughs> and then you know you're a vet when you're like ten dollars, that's pretty good <laughs> for a steam vest. Yeah. <laughs> I love they stopped giving you the guild gates, they now give you the updated Prismari campus, which I love. Those are the ones we were talking about that we were like so happy with. Yeah, exactly. You know, they they form like, okay, tap, fine. scry one, and sometimes you just need that crap. Yeah, it's like you just you late in the game, just like draw. Oh, I didn't draw anything. Okay, all right. Just scry at the end of the turn. 
Uh, oh, we went, didn't go over this spectacular showdown that I skipped over, so this is one in a red for a sorcery. Put a double strike counter on target creature, then goad each creature that had a double strike counter put on it this way. And they're not goaded permanently, for all I can tell, so you could just, like, give just the your one. own thing. Well, it also has overload for four and... It has overload for four red red, red so basically... which just means every creature on the battlefields is now double strikes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how good that is. That sounds terrible unless you're in the perfect situation. This is like who I think I would more use it for like like just giving your opponent something. Oh man, but but once it's not goaded anymore, now you just gave your opponent something with double strike. Yeah. I mean over so you get the double strike counter. Yeah, but then that creature you put the double strike counter on something, then that thing is goaded. Right. I was, uh, the, I'm pretending the first, the two mana version doesn't exist. It's just the overload for for seven mana. Okay. You, yes. you put everyone, it on everyone gets double strike. So yeah, you you don't. But like, yeah, it's bad. But he's also like, once everything has double strike, you don't want to attack that first turn. You want to let everybody else kill each other, Swing and then other. you have double strike to kill kill the last person alive. But it. Since they can still choose who to attack, it's just like, okay, I'm going to attack you, and then Pat and, like, you know, Miles are still just, like, hanging out. Listen, this is a perfectly fun commander card that I personally will never play, but someone will and have a fun story about it. Exactly. The, uh, what's the... They also have uh, the avatar of Slaughter in the deck, which is the same thing in creature form. Right. I think Disrupt Decorum is like the same version of this card, except a little more fun. You know, go to all creatures you don't control for you don't control. for two mana. And this kind of is like better. one person's all their creatures die, basically, is kind of what it'll end up being. Um, because like one person will be like, well, I'm going to attack you, and then they have to block. I mean, I, for the Spectacular Showdown, though, I do think the two mana version is something to consider. Considering like, if you make an ally and you're like, go attack that guy, I'll give your guy double strike. For the rest of the game, you know, it, it could work Wait, out. Wait, is it? Wait, this is a sorcery, right? So, is it goaded yeah. forever? No, no, go just lasts until the end of the no. person. Okay, <laughs> Some, no. yeah, okay. it should have specified that, but uh, they didn't, and it's just really confusing. <laughs> it's like, wait, is it still goaded? Yeah, but anyways, oh. Uh, another sweet card, Domineering Will. That's a reprint. It's a reprint? Okay, I, I wasn't sure about where to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a reprint, but it's sweet, yeah. Target a, target player gains control of up to three target non-attacking creatures until on the turn, untap those creatures. They block this turn, if able. Yeah, I, I, this card's sweet. So many different ways you could use it. You could use it offensively. You could just be like, I'm going to take three of your <laughs> creatures so yeah. they can't block me. You it can reminds just, like, me, I play a lot of, of the uh, Ray of Command. Yep. Which is only a singular creature, but you could take it from anyone, even the guy attacking you, and you can make mm-hmm. them block with the thing they attacked you with, or one of the two things, and make them trade with each other, and it's a really good spell. So yeah, this is this is similar. This is really good. Yeah, it, it, It'll lead to some blowouts and save your life a lot. So yes. It's a good card. Yeah, I, I do like Domineering Will. It's a good card. 
Anyway, what do you think about this deck overall, though? I mean, what, what else is in the deck that you uh, that you like? Um, you know, there's a Steel Hellkite in here. That's yeah, Steel Hellkite's sweet. Um, Stuffy Doll's fun. It's got Solemn in it. Uh, I do like the Chaos Dragon. Yeah. Three mana for a 4-4 four, four Flying Haste that attacks yeah. every turn. <laughs> and at the beginning of combat, everyone rolls a d20. Whoever has the highest roll, the Chaos Dragon can't attack that player. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a lot. It is kind of fun. I really like the Chaos Dragon. Kaiga's fun. Aether Gale, six target nonline permanents. It's not very good, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah it's just got some like fun cards. But so, I think my favorite card so of the deck is, so is, uh, is the Bothersome Closet. Yeah, this one's good. This one's I think nice. that guy was really sweet. Yeah, and you can just play this card in just like a regular is it spellslinger deck, just as like a little little ta- little dash of goad, little dash of goad yeah. in there. Yeah, and then they can't block and shit. That's it's it's a really good yeah right. Him by himself, I think, is a interesting card. So mm-hmm. with any kind of goad strategy, it's amazing. And just him by himself is like, hmm, hmm, I could do some stuff. All right, we'll move on to, I think, what's the, been the most popular of all the Commander decks coming out of this series. For a good reason. I think it's got the best flavor. Because this is the Mind Flayer. <laughs> For that reason alone, it's the best flavor. <laughs> Basically. They literally made a deck of horror pirates. And people, like, freaked out. They were like, yeah! It's, it's Davy Jones. <laughs> it's Davy Jones Horror Pirate Squad. Uh, this deck worth $84, so worth the second most. Though, that said, instead of having, like, the two $17 cards, like the first deck, it's just got, like, a million $5 cards. This yeah, yeah, stacked. it's a bunch of cards that are, like, 5 bucks and under. And yeah, it's just, it's like, just oh. stacked. So, that, th- this has got probably what some of the most good reprints here. Uh, Captain Nagathrod is the commander. This is a 3 blue-black for a 3-6 horror pirate. Horrors you control have menace. Whenever a horror you control deals combat damage to a player, that player mills that many cards. At the beginning of your end step, choose target artifact or creature card put into opponent's graveyard that was put there from the library this turn, and you put it right onto the battlefield under your control. So it's rewarding the horror mill style, the nemesis of reason uh, in a commander. Yep. And, uh, And you get these things from the graveyard and attack people and mill them and then get things. This is pretty sweet. I love the, the deck is very cohesive too. Every, they, yeah. they, just per, they give you all the horrors that you'd ever want. And, yep. it's and they're like sweet. good too. It's, it's not like so they gave you, like I said, they gave yeah. you all the horrors you'd ever want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like in the, the, um, the party one, there are some, we're just like, this is technically a wizard. I don't know if it's a good commander card, but these ones, yeah, maybe horrors like are just good because horror a lot of these horrors OP. are just good. <laughs> uh, let's start off with the uh, hunted horror, which is one of my favorites from way back in the oh, day. Yeah. I think this is from original Ravnica. Black, black for a seven-seven trample horror. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent creates two three-three green centaurs with protection from black. So the point of it was that like you're making the bigger creature, but they can block it all they, they want all day all long, day. and you can only deal single damage to them. Right. Uh, but yeah, such a good card in Commander because obviously you just give it to the person you don't care about. You have a seven-seven trampler on turn two. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You just give it to yeah random Gust. person who's playing mono white, and you're just like, all right, have fun with that one. Yeah, I'm gonna take this. Yeah. 
the Holebreak Horror is the big one from the last Crimson Vows set. Seven, eight, yeah. flash, can't be countered. Whenever you cast a spell, you say fuck you to your opponent. <laughs> you give them the middle finger and they have to go, fine. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone quits the game because it's not fun to play anymore once they have this resolved. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. It's essentially what it says. Uh, Drown in the Lock is like a pretty expensive print because it's like played in, in older formats. It's just like allows you to counter anything with uh, or destroy something. So yep. it's just like anything. Memory Plunder is one of the most fun cards. It's only for Demir decks because it's four Demir hybrids cost yeah. for an instant. <laughs> but you get to cast target instant or sorcery card from any opponent's graveyard without paying its mana cost. Four mana, cast any spell from anyone's graveyard. Yeah, awesome this is card. this is pretty sweet in like the the mill style decks. You just be like, oh yes, I'll take that. Yeah, uh, curtains call one of the best commander cards they printed with Undaunted. Destroy two target creatures. So if you have three opponents, it'll be four mana to destroy two creatures at instant speed. Really good. Card. Three mana, right? Three minus mana. Three. Yes, if you have three opponents, minus three. Yes, three mana to destroy two creatures. Uh huh. No restrictions. But what if you're like, hey, I want the better version of this. Then you can play Hex. <laughs> and you can destroy six for six. Six creatures. But yeah, this They have to have six targets. Only six targets. If they're five, you can't cast this spell. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, it. A lot of the reprint value is in, of course, the artifacts. Because you have the Talisman here again. Uh, you have Greaves in here. You have the yeah. Signets in here. Uh, you have a Herald Horn, which is an $8 card? I did not realize that card was so expensive. Yeah, it was printed only in or, or only in Commander? I, I forgot. It was printed in a Commander Precon, and it basically is just like, hey, are you playing a Tribal deck? Now you're right. playing Herald Horn. Tribal <laughs> decks are very popular. Yeah, they are. That's so true, though. Yeah, it is like a card that you kind of just need for any Tribal. Yeah. Uh what else did I say we have here? We have the Thought Vessel. Yeah, another Mana Rock that's just like worth money because it's Mana Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Haunted One is the background that they paired, and that's already worth over $2 that we talked about last uh, episode. Leyline of Anticipation. Incredible. This used to be a lot card. of money, but. Yeah, it's come down a lot, right? It used to be a $10 card at least. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah, come down a lot, but still a good. And. It's the same card as what's Vildelkin Orrery is the is the artifact Vildelkin. version of it. It's the artifact version, so it can go in any deck. But Leyline can come in for free at the beginning of the game. Technically, beginning of the game, better. Yeah, it's, it's like blue. if you're playing blue, just like just don't spend. Vildelkin Orrery is what like thirty dollars now or something. It might have come down because they reprinted it, but not by not much. But not by much. I'm willing to bet. But it might be like ten or something. Oh yeah, eleven. Eleven. Okay, yeah, so it came down. Eleven bucks. You can get the borderless version for fifteen right now. Whoa, deal. Or you could just <laughs> buy three dollars. that card. Uh, yeah, the original <laughs> version is still worth thirty. The fifth dollar is still worth thirty. So just buy your borderless for fifteen with that card. But oh yeah, or just buy ley lines. But but mm-hmm. ley lines only for blue. It's only for blue. So but to be fair, to be fair, uh, black market is one of my favorite cards. This is just like mm-hmm. what and I spent like I, they reprinted this so many. This is such an old card. I have the original like uh, old border version, and I bought it for like ten dollars, and they just reprinted it for like infinity. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the cards that like you don't really see too much, but it's really good. 
Oh, if I had if I had the original version in foil, it'd be worth hundred and seventy five dollars. That is more than ten. Yeah, I, I did my I math have right. The, the regular version it's worth eight fifty. I think I spent ten on it, so it's it's worth less now because of all the reprints. Uh, it's still a two fifty dollar card. It's it's incredibly worth it. It's just whenever something dies, you build it up. You made a butt ton of black mana and win the game. Uh, Reflections of Litjara is uh, another one for uh, any kind of token or not token uh, tribal tribal, tribal deck because you choose a creature type. Whenever you cast a spell of that type, you copy it, so you make two of anything. So for horrors, it's pretty good. You get two of everything, and these horrors are big, man. Some of them are pretty chunky. They're pretty chunky. Let's. Oh, and uh, Spell Skite is a, is a, the other one worth over yeah. a dollar. Let's talk about uh, the alternate commander. This is Zelix the Sanity Flare. Two and a blue for a 2 3 horror with the Hive Mind. Whenever a player mills one or more creature cards, you make a 1 1 black horror creature token. And he has one tap target player mills three cards. It's interesting. Interesting, yeah. And then he has, of course, choose a background as well. Mm-hmm. And the background is the haunted one, like we mentioned. So, like, when it taps, which is pretty sweet, considering this is a horror deck, because the haunted one, uh, whenever a creature becomes tapped and other creatures that share a creature type with it, get plus two, plus zero, oh, and gain undying. So mm-hmm. all your horrors. And Zelix has an ability that allows him to tap without even attacking. Exactly. So you could just be like, oh, someone boards wipe. And you'd be like... I'm going to save yeah. all I'm of gonna, them. Well, I will pay one, mill you for three, make more horrors that all have a dying, except those horrors are tokens, so they will not come back. Right. <laughs> but all your other ones will. But all your other ones. But there'll be three one horrors, Eric, because... <laughs> so, but they'll die as three ones. They'll die like as three men. ones, so... <laughs> didn't it. think about that, did you? Basically, <laughs> I'm scooping automatically. If that <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. I think Zelix is way cooler than Captain Nagathrod, but that's just me. I think maybe. I think I think there's cooler things to deal with Zelix and pairing different backgrounds than just a just a horror mill guy. Yeah, Captain doesn't need to be a horror. It just needs to be like a mill deck. Yep. Yeah, it does give horrors menace, which he right. is a horror, so he has menace as well. Exactly. But yeah, he could just sit out. You can mill someone, and then you can get, then you a, get a creature. Thing. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to hit them for the creature, right? Nope. At the beginning of your end step. <laughs> you yeah, you, you just if you <laughs> you get to take something that you've milled that turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, let's talk about some of the new cards. They are some sweet ones in here. Yeah. The first one we'll talk about is one that you were really excited to talk about. I really wanted to talk week. about it, and for good reason. This card's insane. Abolith spawn. A two blue flash fish horror for a two three with ward two. Whenever a creature entering the battlefield under an opponent's control causes a triggered ability of that creature to trigger, you may copy that ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. So what does this mean? Because this it's kind of complicated. Yeah, but it's so- gonna work not just under a single creature. It's like you don't have to target the creature. It's gonna work over. Any creature triggered. Every card. creature that ETBs and does something. So all the stuff that's like, oh, I'm going to ETB to draw a card. Or like, oh, whenever I enter the battlefield, uh, I'm going to return a creature or permanent from the graveyard to your hand. You're yes. Like, I'd like and that. And I think they did a good job 
uh, detailing this, actually, when you read the card a couple times, it's it literally is talking about only the enter the battlefield abilities. It's yep. not like, oh, because this thing enters, my thing over here triggers. And you're like, oh, well, I get that too. No, you don't. You only get the triggering ability of the enter the battlefield abilities of what came in. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, exactly. So there's just no like, oh, I have an enchantment. This is when a creature enters. I do this. It's like, ah, oh, you don't get that. No. Nope. Um, and I also like that they didn't say like I'm stealing the trigger. It's like okay, you yeah, still get you it get too. Trigger, I'm getting. I'm just getting it too. So that way, it's not like. And I feel not, like it's not it like it, overly busted too, because because no. a lot of the a lot of the creatures are not only the enter the battlefields, but like you know some titans. Yes, yeah, you'll get my enter, but you're not going to get my attack trigger. Attack trigger, yeah, exactly. You're only going to get my enter trigger. Yeah, it, so yeah it's, this it's like awesome, it's good but not like soul crushing enough to like warrant killing because it also has ward two so which is the amazing part it's like that ward two is perfect because it's just annoying enough that people aren't going to be unless they are like an enter the battlefield specifically deck that they're like well i have to get rid of that or you're exactly yeah like you are going to win the game if you if you do this um yeah because yeah there's it's definitely like it's just enough where, like, man, I have Swords of Plowshares, but I also want to cast the six drop. But I only have, you know, like, eight mana. So I can't do both. <laughs> so I it's like, I'd rather just like, cast my six drop. It doesn't, like, panharmonicon your stuff either, right? Like, it, it, it's only counting your opponent's stuff. Yeah. So they, they have a lot of control over this, too. It's, it's just a great design. I yeah, think they did a great job with this. It's really good. Um, or it's going to be super fun, but not backbreakingly disgusting. Yeah, it and like normally in like I would expect a blue card to be like I you can't get any enter the battlefield triggers and I get them and I get to copy them or something. Yeah, that but, would be the the hole breaker guy that they made, right? The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, why did you make this card? So oppressive. Yeah, yeah. just like, wow, okay. You you I I get what you were after. Congratulations. You, you played one job. card and you know, you win the yeah, game. Yeah, you did a terrible job trying to trying to design yeah, this. But yeah, this guy's sweet. sweet. Uh, Uchulan, three and a black for a crab Uzhor. I mean, which already, already amazing winning card. Just auto, auto include for every deck. The name plus creature types. Also, Eric, his power is equal to the number of crabs. You know, I got like a million of those. We just got oozes, which of course I got some oozes and horrors. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) At the beginning of your end step, exile up the one target creature from an opponent's graveyard. If you do. Create a token that's a copy of Uchulan. <laughs> More Krabuzars. <laughs> uh, I love this card. It's incredible. So, so just get more Uchulans at uh-huh. the end steps. I love it. This card is incredible. Yeah. It's actually like not that bad. It's actually half decent, right? Yeah. Like, also, Be- he spirals out of control because as long as there's enough uh, creature cards Stuff. in a yeah. Yeah, because you get so one, you get and then you get two, and then you get, you get four. four, and that's just then like four oh, fours. Now they're all four fours at, at a minimum. Well, they're all like twenty twenties because we're all playing crab tribal decks. That is the yes. top well, of the I'm tier meta, mostly right? Mostly crab tribal. So yes, they are. Yeah, like, I'm in playing my case, ooze, yeah. oozes. I play only crabs and oozes. So you guys, <laughs> to listeners out there, do you not play only crabs and oozes? I mean, come Listen, on. they made this card so that the Hedron Crab guy could just be like, yes. Could just be like, finally. Now I have, <laughs> a, now I have a two for. <laughs> <laughs> finally. 
Uh, brain Stealer Dragon. Stealing brains over here. Five black black for a six six dragon horror with flying. It At the beginning horrifying. of Darn. your end step. Yeah, I mean the art is horrifying too. At the beginning of your end step, exile the top card of each opponent's library. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled, and you may cast them as though they were mana of any color. Whenever a non-land permanent an opponent owns enters the battlefield under your control, they lose life equal to its mana value. That's awesome. That's super sweet. See, like I so wish, like, I wish this was when he game. dies, you'll still be able to cast the card, but they right. won't yeah, lose yeah, life yeah. anymore. They won't lose the life. But this, this card is sweet. awesome. This card's really sweet. Because you play it end step, you draw it's like three trigger. cards. Yeah, it's gonna trigger. Uh, and you have a 6-6 six, six flying in play. Like, never underestimate the f- just having a big flyer in play. Mm-hmm. Is like, yes, it's a liability because it can die to Doomblade er- and Ford Waves as everything can. Right. But you have a 6-6 six, six flyer. No one's gonna be like, well, I'm just gonna kill you first. That's kind of hard to do when you have a 6-6 six, six flyer in the way. Yeah, this kind of feels like... It's not as good as Atali because you don't get to cast them for free, but it kind of feels like that. Where you're just like, it is oh, very man, they're just trying every time, and now they you can play the lands. It too. is like an alternate Atali. That is the yeah. best comparison. It's basically Atali. It works like the backwards way. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm getting them an end step. I don't have to attack. I could sit, you don't have to sit attack with my guy. You don't have to give Atali haste or anything. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's probably better than Italian that way, right? You're yeah, you just almost right guarantee the seven mana still a lot though. Let's seven mana's a lot. Like, yeah, that, mana's there, a lot. It's not like you can just jam pack your deck with a bunch of these. Like it's not going to work mm-hmm. that way. Uh, from the catacombs, this is a interesting one. They made a new escape card, and it's pretty sweet. Three black black. Put target creature card from a graveyard. It just says it's any graveyard from the battlefield under your control with a corpse counter on it. You take the initiative, so you also get the initiative. If a creature would leave, if that creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. I don't know what the corpse counter does. They don't reference it in anything. <laughs> yeah, I. What's a corpse counter? And then, and then the best part about this card is that it has escape from the graveyard for the same mana cost with exile five other cards from your graveyard. This card's really sweet. It is pretty sweet. I. There were other cards that had corpse counter on it and had the same, like, you have to exile it instead of dying. I don't know why. They, it feels like other cards had the same effect, but... Okay, you're right. Yeah, uh, Isareth the Awakener looks like she puts corpse counters on it. And it's, it's, it's exactly what you mentioned. If that creature would leave the battlefield exile instead of putting it anywhere else. Yeah, it feels like a rules reminder. That was that from they're M19. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm, guessing, I'm guessing it's so like, okay, if I'm playing the super staple in standard and then you're playing it and your thing dies, I get it back so we know which one's different. So, but What's annoying to me in particular is why I'm saying this. is like, is it the corpse counter that's doing that? So if, right, yeah, words, the corpse counter has I, no rules text associated with it. It doesn't. Oh, that's, a, that's kind of disappointing. So, like, so that means I can't remove the corpse counter, and then, therefore, if it dies, it'll just go to the river. Yeah, I'm pretty... I'm not 100%, but, yeah, because it doesn't say creatures with corpse counters on them do this, right? It just says, like, oh, you put a corpse counter on it. And yeah, it's not- yeah. I, I just, I'm reading the rulings text on, uh, for instance, the one Isareth who had the old corpse counter text. 
Uh, and if you somehow remove the corpse counter, the replacement effect that will exile continues to apply. Yeah. That's, so, uh, that's a little disappointing. Weird. Yeah, it's that's a little weird. disappointing. Because I could have included this in my remove counters deck, because it's pretty easy to remove. I mean, it gives me something to remove. That's true. And Eric, you can play this in your counters. No, you can't, because it's... Uh, it's black, yeah, it's man. It is kind of annoying. I was going to mention that. Like, there's a lot of really weird counter stuff. It cares about like, counters. Can't do that. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's just so weird that, that it has this corpse counter that does not matter at all. Yeah. <laughs> So random, but cool card. Otherwise, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, anyway, other than that, like this deck's just got some super solid cards in there. It's got like yeah. Woe Strider, Plague Spitters, Sewer Nemesis is always an absurdly good card. Yep. There's a uh, yeah the consuming apparitions like consuming, the, yeah the beater. Phyrexian Ranger. Uh, Chasm Broker. Skulker is a staple. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. Chasm Skulker is amazing. The card's insane. This is a new one. Endless Evil is an enchantment aura, two and a blue. You enchant a creature you control. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of the enchanted creature, except it's a 1-1. One, one. When the enchanted creature dies, if it was a horror, you get the Endless Evil right back to your hand. That's really good. That's pretty that's sweet. A really, that's a really good In this deck, that card's absurd. Yeah. Imagine putting that on your ravenous chupacabra and just getting the just going nuts every turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of stuff like this. It would like, yeah, the party deck doesn't have like great enter the battlefield. They just they have static abilities, which is great. But right, it, right. This deck's got better enter the battlefields. Yep, and it plays into like entering the battlefield, die trigger, sacrifice stuff, this kind of thing. It plays into the inherent weakness of ha- of trying to create a board state full of creatures, which is there's a lot of cards that destroy all creatures. So at least this one, you can like, oh, I get this card back. Oh, I already got the value of it. I already destroyed the creature or whatever. But with the party deck, you're like, oh man, I hope I have my selfless spirit out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another new one from this deck that's specific for this deck, but it's a cool card anyways. The Grell Philosopher. Two and a blue for a 1-4 horror wizard with abhorrent tinkering. When Grell Philosopher enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, each horror you control gains all activated abilities of target artifact and opponent controls until end of turn. You may spend blue mana as though or mana of any color to activate those abilities. I this is like an ability made for me, where it's just like <laughs> so weird. It's just and is it at the beginning of your upkeep, each horror gains it. And I yeah. don't know what that means. I mean, what it means is I target Soul Ring and I just have infinite mana. Yeah, and then you have infinite um, mana. But there's it's it's stuff like, oh man, I don't want to play this like trading post or I don't know something that gives it uh, activated abilities. Yeah, because they're gonna, they have a Grell Philosopher out. It's like what? This seems insane with the Zelix combo, like the other alternate commander that makes a bunch of uh horror tokens yeah right <laughs> whenever they mill a creature you get a horror and like if you could just make a bunch of horrors and then get the grail philosopher out and just get them all soul ring abilities and just be like, right boom exactly yeah it's just, i don't i don't know what this thing does um but it's awesome and i'm gonna put every <laughs> horror tribal <laughs> that i can think of uh, oh my god yeah, that, that's card's pretty cool. It is that sweet. It's, cool. it's 
awful, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play it, but that card is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. All right. How do you feel about this deck overall? I, I, uh, and then we, we haven't talked about the mana base much. They did, uh, to me, a pretty poor job with this one. This one actually seems like it has one of the worst mana bases. But again, it doesn't really matter because uh, yeah, they give you at least stuff, stuff that you, you know, it's got a bunch of dual lands and that's all you could ask for. Right. Exactly. They have still, like all the good stuff, you know, they have a myriad landscape, got the bounce land, creeping tar pit. They put a lot of those creature lands in there. Uh, yeah but yeah and the temples are there yeah there's some cool stuff yeah this one it's definitely the best out of the box i feel like like if you played all four of them against each other yeah this one feels the most good this one and well so same with the party time does too i just think this one has slightly stronger cards while the you know the black white one relies on it this one's just kind of like i can just play this card and it'll be nuts that's true (laughs) yeah that's true I like it. Uh, yeah, they're all all good. So that is all the commander products for mm-hmm. Boulder. I love that there's no like new busted card. That's just like, well, this card's going to be seventy yeah, bucks. It's true. It's so true. We haven't been like scared of any of these. I'm so excited about most of these cards. Mm-hmm. I think they're all really sweet. There's some everything's really niche, and I think that was the important part is they designed these cards for these specific decks. And that made it so it wasn't like, well, yeah. now we just all... Need it's it. not like treasure theme. You're like, well, every yeah, card well, in that deck's going to be busted. Yeah, this yeah. one's like these, horror these and really mill. Cool. Yeah. Party. These are really cool ideas, except for Goad. <laughs> Goad. Tre- Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, F Look, that. we're sorry we made another Goad commander deck. We know it's the most powerful thing. <laughs> Who are you? I hate that deck. Uh, yeah, other than that, pretty fun stuff. All right, what are we going to be talking about next week when we get back to D&D? Yeah, we're going to go over uh, items. Like, in D&D, items are are pretty much, like, half the fun, I think, of, like, building your character, like, trying to get specific stuff. Uh, but at low levels, which is what most D&D is played, we really only get, like, common or uncommon magic items. So right. we're going to be talking about those. All right, and how about next time we get to magic? So we're going to kind of start a new series, maybe? We'll see if we just completely <laughs> we'll forget about it. Uh, we're going to kind of do like a deep dive into like a specific uh, commander We'll see if we archetype. enjoy it. We'll see if we could uh, lock down a, uh, a t- you know, a... a yeah. The, I think how the har- we want to do it. Exactly. There's like a couple very clear archetypes, and there's a couple ones where like, well, like, there's like the... This kind of enchantment deck, and there's also like this kind of enchantment deck, so we might be splitting them up, or we might talk about all in the same episode. Yeah, you know. We'll see what we end up with, but that will be for the next time we get to to magic. And after, and we'll only be able to do this like a single time before I believe uh, spoilers should be started up um, by the end of August for uh, for Dominaria. So right. by the time we get to to magic after this one, uh, we'll It'll be, be four we'll years be- from now. Yeah, literally. Well, that's what it is. We, you know, because we're doing the we flip every other. So by the time we get back to it, yeah, we'll have spoilers to to get through. So we'll see how how we liked the deep dive when we do it next time. Uh, but 
We're going to go play some magic. Maybe. We're going to play some magic. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if everyone's still we'll see. up. We'll see, but uh, we might go play some magic now. So with that, uh, let's go back to the party. Go back to the party. And all you listeners out there, party on. Party on.